locked in for 3 5. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. It's your boy, Vinny. And Shalron. How do you do, Sharon? How do you do, Vinny? Top of the evening. Top of the evening. evening. It's top of the morning somewhere out there in the world. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a fun week. Uh, we're here to talk about Book of Boba Fett, Episode 5. So if you're not caught up, this is your warning. Leave. Leave. Spoilers. Spoilers ahead. Anyways, before we get to the spoilers and uh, the, the book of Boba Fett, um, Sharon, how did your week go? I mean, it was kind of cool because I was there, but like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're there for nearly every week of my life moving forward. That's, yeah, I mean, we're married. We're married. Um, I had a great week. We went up to San Jose to visit your family, and it was the first time in a v- since our wedding that you actually got to have time off for more than a day. I know. Oh, my goodness. I had six lovely days off in a row. Wow, what a blessing. What a blessing. It was really nice. We got to see your grandparents. We got to see your parents. Yeah, we got, like, a... We got, like... Christmas part two and part three. Yeah, we got mega Christmas. We got Christmas out. Um, but also, I think, like, one of the most amazing things is just, like, we got to uh, spend time with our baby niece. Our baby niece, Ophi. Yeah, wow. Never have I thought, like, um, I've always been really, really intimidated by babies. But, like, uh, especially because, like, I now know a lot of people who are having kids. Because that's just, like the age that we're alive in our late 20s um it's been actually really cool to like uh babysit like real babies and actually do okay right i mean the baby's alive she's thriving thriving i know babies are so durable i know they're a lot more durable than i thought i (laughs) i was you know how i was afraid to do that thing where you like Toss a baby in the air. And yeah. Then catch the baby. Yeah. You were kind of, you were almost doing it. You didn't let go. Though. I didn't. I was too scared. <laughs> I was too scared to let go, honestly. But she was so happy to see us, to have fun. Yeah. I, I was talking to my mother about um, just how, like, Ophi's been doing. And um, apparently, like, I don't know, it's kind of weird for me to miss a lot of her life, mm. but it's not that much. Like I've always, I've only missed maybe n- eight to nine months of her life. So it's kind of cool now that she could like actually see me and know a, a register in her mind. Like I'm a person. We're probably related. <laughs> Is that mom with a beard? Is that mom with a beard? Oh, it's like grandpa, but like Oh, it's grandpa but young and spry. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. With long hair? Yeah. The long hair's not on his face, just on his face, but also his head. I know. I wonder what Their wonderful magnificent know. thoughts babies have. And also she's like yeah, like she's like six months old and so like she has like um more of a personality going because honestly the first time I met her which was, like, you know, during our wedding, she was kind of, like, zoned out. I think she was just processing, like, what things feel like. 
Right. Whereas now she's like kind of more interesting. Like she's like walking around. She's got interests. She's got goals. You can tell that she really wants to get strong. Um, like, I don't know. It was really fun. I really had a great time hanging out with her as well as the rest of the family. But I think it was special because it's just like I've never met this person and they're growing so fast. They're growing so fast. I mean, even now, like, I don't want to say I'm baby crazy, but <laughs> I would like to see the baby. I would like to see the baby. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, okay. Okay. We have a game plan, though. Yeah, we got a game plan. Yeah, we can't, we can't let this baby make us want to have a baby now because we know it's, it's hard yeah, it's hard it'd be hard also um you probably need to take more days off um or like have time like the, the means to take days off um yeah i can't and i can't really do that but i'm close like just today just today can we get into how i'm doing Oh, Vinia, oh, please tell me how you're doing. How was your week? Oh, my week was pretty <laughs> cool. I got to see my mom. Yeah. We made tamales. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, how I missed my mother's tamales. Yeah. Wow, those were magical tamales. Like, I wasn't expecting them to be that good, but wow. <laughs> I didn't know I was so tamale deprived until today. You were deprived. But it's okay. Because, oh, we should have smuggled some tamales home. I mean, we smuggled, like, candies and candles and... Well, I mean, smuggled Cleaning supplies. Yeah, and... <laughs> I, I said, I said what I, I said. said. What I said. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just happy that we got to spend time with the fam. Yeah, Because, like, mean, they love and support us no matter what. Yeah, and I mean, how how was it, like, going back to San Jose? Because, like, I felt like it was so much more different from where we left, or where, like, I last saw you in San Jose. Oh, yeah, like, just how, I mean, just driving around and seeing what's actually survived mm -hmm. is really sad. Like, yeah. or what has gone. Like, I mourned for some of the places that closed over the pandemic, like, like Seven Stars. And the, I just... Ah, uh, it's it's kind of weird seeing home become like so different. Yeah, even I, in the two years that I've been gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like honestly, that's how I felt like when I moved out too. Like when I went to college and came back and only like really saw a place like every like three, um, like every like couple of months or so, or like twice in a year, um. And just, like, seeing, like, the landscape change, but, like, certain things staying the same, it is really freaky. Um, yeah. Or at least it was for me. And I think it's, like, more so, because, like, honestly, I felt like San Jose, by the way that things looked, maybe it's because we have a different perspective, because, like, we live in San Diego, so we know exactly, like, what's around and what's not. Um, as opposed to, like, driving through San Jose, like, uh, maybe it's just because, like, we been in one place for longer than the other but um i think that like san jose felt like it got hit harder by the covid 
Oh, oh yeah. I mean, the tech center, Sil- the heart of Silicon Valley. Like, there's just a lot of tech jobs and offices that are empty right now. The streets are still bare. Like, traffic is yeah. minimal there. It, like, unlike here in San, Di- San Diego, where, like, if you don't get on the road before 7, you're stuck in traffic, baby. Right, yeah. Like, and I think that uh, more people in San Jose just could have afford to, like, work remotely. And or have access to it. Yeah, and also, like... um. But also that, like, um, they're moving out of California. Like, those are the people that have left and now have, like, big homes in Minnesota. And actual Minnesotans that have lived there all their lives are like, what the heck? Why what are you driving heck? up our house prices why now? I can't afford If you pay $12 for a sandwich, that means we all have to pay $12 for a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's causing, like, the California problem, but everywhere, which I mean, like, oh, good it's luck, Minnesotans. Almost like I inflation has been here, and, like, it's now super obvious that the minimum wage needs to rise. You heard me, people. <laughs> well, I mean, I think two things can happen, right? It's like... Uh, Tech people can um, not try to artificially drive up prices and buy homes at really expensive rates because it's just so cheap and price out, um, you know, the locals that live there. I mean, I don't think it's that controversial to dunk on tech. I agree with you. We should raise the minimum wage. Yeah. um, In lighter news, (laughs) uh, the federal (coughs) minimum wage for federal employees is going up so that means i might get a pay raise for the postal in the postal service which is kind of nice yeah on top of your dang hard work on top of my uh yeah becoming regular but also standard of living increase yeah i'm not i'm not regular yet so i'm just keeping my fingers crossed here wish me luck y'all i'm wishing you luck thank you boo (laughs) um yeah i mean I was going to say something about something or other about worked and, oh, I just, like, today, that too, I'm delivering those. I delivered a total of two today, and um, I'm really happy because people are actually ordering them. Um, Oh, today was my first day back at work from this six-day break. Congrats. Thank you. Honestly, I'm on such, like, a... I don't even know how to word it. I mean, it's just like a happiness high. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to see my family and the baby. The baby. And um, I don't know. Like, I don't think anything could ruin this mood for, like, we'll see. I don't, I don't we'll, know. Wait, I'm going gonna to knock, knock on what Yeah, we're knocking on Because <laughs> that, uh, I want you to have as happy of a high, because you deserve it. You've worked really hard and also, um, yeah, also, like, it, it it probably means a lot for you to see your fam, and I'm glad that you got that, you got that happiness. Yeah, honestly, I'm just going to keep going into 2022, because this job could literally throw nothing new at me. Again, I'm not going to knock on wood for you, because I think that, um, <laughs> I don't think that there's n- not a nothing in I, the future. I get it, but figuratively... This no, job Vinny. can't throw any. No, like, I've worked this job for a year. Fate, Vinny. You're right. It's my. I love tempting fate. Oh, Vinny. It's my favorite thing to do. Because, I mean, like, there could be something terrible that happens. Like, I'm I a mean, temptress. Just because we survived, like, a global pandemic so far, um, 
I don't know. Like, what if, what if, like, there's like a mega tornado, but like all USPS workers stop? I mean, there was a tsunami warning that literally happened to two <laughs> weeks ago, a week and a half ago. When did that happen? Monday? I don't last know. Last week? What I don't time? remember. What is time? What is time? Honestly, they're all blurring together. Today is Thursday, the 27th, the day before my brother's birthday of January, 27th of January. Anyway, and anywho, he's an. Oh, I didn't know that. He's a dragon as well. Vinny, dragon or China or Lunar New Year is um based off of the year that they were born, not the date that they were born. Oh, you see, I don't know these things. Oops. Come on, get your Pisces butt together. Yeah, I'm triple water sign. That's all I know. I don't even think you're a triple water sign. I don't know. That's what Skylar told me. Mm. And. Ever since he said that, I was like, "Yep," <laughs> kind of like Boba, F- Boba Fett. Like Boba Fett. <laughs> Is your fa- can I speak to your father? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, today we're gonna talk about the book of Boba Fett, chapter five, because holy moly, what an episode! What an episode! Um, yeah. So I guess for some context, uh, you know, obviously we had our break in the middle of like the book of Boba Fett coming out. Um, and I know that you, like, were really excited about this episode, but we haven't really made episodes about, like, the prior four episodes. Yeah, we're just jumping right mm-hmm. into it, because in and of itself, also, we're gonna talk about spoilers. spoilers. The Mandalorian is in this episode, and it's not a Book of Boba Fett episode. This is, uh... This is Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 1. Episode 0. I was so happy and like so pleasantly surprised by this episode i i mean you saw me i was giddy i couldn't sleep the night we watched it that's why i was so groggy the next day and slept until nine like my heart was thumping and i literally just kept thinking and thinking and thinking about the episode like oh like the mando counting system just alone that got my heart fluttering oh, like when they were doing forms. yeah they're just doing forms but it's um they're mandalorians like they <sighs> oh, it was so fantastic i it was so wonderful i mean just hearing mandoa again like that like oh it, it was just wonderful what what uh, I don't even know what. <laughs> okay, okay. Before <laughs> before we get there, maybe do you want to like? I, I'm sure we'll touch on this more in later episodes when we do have time to revisit. But do you want to give like before we get really deep into episode five, give our listeners at least like some of our impressions of the season of Boba Fett so far? Like, how do you feel about it as a show? Like, leading up to all of this, and then how does it compare to, like, this episode? I think this is a really good show. It's really nice to have the revival of Boba Fett, um, and he's blossoming into, like, an even better character than he was in Legends, in my mind. But I didn't have 40-plus years to, like, imagine how cool Boba Fett is. Yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised how polarizing Book of Boba Fett is. I, I, I think I'm, like, in your same camp where, like, I... To be quite honest, I mean, like, uh, I grew up on Attack of the Clones, so really my favorite of the Tamora Morrisons is is, is uh, Django, um, just because that's who I grew up with. And, like, I think he has, like, 
the most character development among the Fets in the movies, which is not much, but like there's like interesting choices there. Right. So like for me, like Boba Fett um, has never been like a particularly like I, I I don't have that many feelings about him, um, and like really like um, the only like attachment that I have of him is his relation to Django. And also my attachment to Tamora Morrison and his face. He's got a great face. Um, and so for me, like, it wasn't, like, too much of a stretch to, like, define his character in this kind of honor-bound way. Because, like, sure, whatever. I don't, I literally know nothing about Boba Fett. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, we've encountered, like, I've kind of encountered online, like, a lot of people that don't really like this show because... Um, I think especially because, like, in The Mandalorian, they gave him so much hype where he like just like just plowed through stormtroopers with just a fucking right right with um, no armor yet like yeah just it, his gaffy stick and uh rifle and then and then like kind of shifting gears to then him being like stripped of his armor um like living among the sand people and kind of making a fool of himself being like like a band like a band like a bantha <laughs> i love that scene so much i love I know, the tuscans in this like show I just don't get it. I don't get the hate. Like, we all knew when Disney bought Star Wars that there would be big changes. And we knew they would hurt. But that's why, I don't know, part of my heart is still, like, a Legends lover. Like, I'm in this Facebook group thanks to our friend Catherine. And uh, it's basically Legends fans. The The title is, like... Uh, non whole legends fans, like I I don't know. It just I don't. I'm not calling people who like the old Boba Fett souls or anything like that. I'm more just trying to say like, chill out. We still have another three episodes to go. Yeah, but I mean, I think it also like kind of go- goes back to like this idea that um that like. You know, like, it's it's hard when, like, anybody who makes a choice in Star Wars canon and it's canon forever type deal. Right. And I guess, I don't know, I guess pour one out for those homies that, like, have to R.A.P. their idea of right. Every, It also, got rewritten. I mean, we were talking about this last episode and how, like, George Lucas would just override things. Unfortunately, it's now Dave Filoni, John Favreau, and Robert Rudd. Robert Rodriguez. I'm not sure why I'm having trouble rolling my R's lately. Anyways. <laughs> um, well, I would... Uh, but I, al- I also think... Um, but I also think that... like uh, I remember listening to an episode of Pop Culture Happy Hour uh, actually about Book of Boba Fett. And one thing that um, I thought was interesting from, from their episode was that they were talking about how... Um, a lot of like the um, attributes that no, that like I think they wanted Boba Fett to have kind of accidentally went to Din Djarin, you know, like kind of like this like lone wolf kind of right. like super badass bounty hunter. Like that is all already being done in the Mandalorian, and so now to like bring back Boba Fett but have like not a lot for him to do, um, I think like their supposition is is that like because, like, the Mandalorian 
Um, and, like, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, I think they were kind of implying that, like, maybe, like, the Mandalorian was originally supposed to be Boba Fett and then they replaced it with somebody else. No, I don't think so. There was originally supposed to be a, like, Star Wars Underworld show. And I think that's what we're seeing now in the book of Boba Fett. More than, I mean, we kind of saw some of the Underworld in Mando season two. Right, but I guess what I'm saying is is that, like, um, in terms of, like, a storytelling perspective, if you have, like a, like, a new show that's Book of Boba Fett that's already about a Mandalorian and then having right. to define another Mandalorian, and they both kind of had the same job and kind of did similar They're both things. hunters they in both Mandalorian had, like, armor. Yeah, and then, like, having <laughs> to define them separately. I get that, like all the things that, like, they already wanted Mando to do. And part of why Mando is so popular is because he kind of already has all those classic Boba Fett tropes. And I think maybe that's why they spent so much time divorcing um, Boba Fett from, like, all of these characteristics that are so Mandalorian because that that's already been filled by Din. And that's what ma- that's what kind of makes it complicated trying to create a Book of Boba Fett show. Right. But yet, you know, they obviously still wanted it to happen. Right. I mean, they <coughs> changed it up. Uh, I mean, Fennec has this wonderful line where she says, like, living with the Tuscans has made you soft. But then Boba comes back with, no, but living with the Tuscans has made me strong. Like, it's because he learns what the value in having a family or like a tribe. That's what he says, a tribe. Like, the value of having a tribe. And I think Din Djarin, he doesn't have that yet. And you're right, that's that's now what's going to separate Din Djarin from Boba Fett. Yeah, but, I mean, like, I guess... I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting, like, having to kind of weigh all those feelings of, of like, who Boba Fett is and, like... um and and like these clashing opinions and like trying to like suss out from that like what feels right and and like correct for the character. But I do also in I am enjoying these episodes. Um, I think it's like uh, I I feel kind of conflicted about it because like I think I don't know for me like um, I'm not as convinced of like this found family dynamic that we see in um that we see in the Mandalorian with Grogu and oh, Mandalorian like controversial you know, but like they have like this kind of familial bond that feels real whereas like I think and, and this might have something to do with just the, the the way that it's structured where it's like flashback to flashback and then like the real um but I'm not as convinced that like Boba has like a real found family yet yeah and I oh oh wait wait I take it back I take back that controversial. I said it too soon. Now, I believe. I know. I understand what you're saying. Sorry, it took me a second. <laughs> I like. How I you did think work it. I worked it. <laughs> until you agree with it, and I sorry. I had to put two and two together. That's four, everybody. It Quick maths. Th- it a- it adds up. It adds up. Yes. To put down your pitchforks. <laughs> <laughs> I okay 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 okay. I don't think we've seen Dave Filoni's episode yet. Yeah, but I guess, like, do do we really need to rely on Dave Filoni? <laughs> do we really need to rely on Dave Filoni in order to, like, 
get to like an episode that you feel like is found family because then at that point i honestly think he's gonna do that episode and i really hope so because he does it so well i mean i guess or or uh maybe it's better to ask like do you think that that could be like that all of that emotional baggage can be like resolved in an episode too and i think this is why yeah forlom suckus ig88 they'll 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 mando will be there I don't know. Like they'll hug it out. Vinny, Vinny and then I love high you. five at the end. Yeah, I and that's how it Vinny. ends. I love you, Vinny, and I love how you know, like anything that the Star Wars fandom does to like acknowledge who you are as a person, like <laughs> makes you really happy. Like Disney will give you a lollipop every time you recognize Forlom and Zuckus, and I'm like. I also agree that they will probably. I hope they pop up in like the last episode of po- Book of Boba. Gosh, but, but 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 my but to my point, I guess like what I'm saying is is that like I'm not as like invested in like the emotional like through line of the story because like I think I'm just not as invested in like Boba Fett's relation to Fennec or Boba Fett's relation to Tatooine. To, or Boba Fett's relation to, like, these uh, sand people that ended up dying anyways, so, like, what's the point thing? As much as, like, I have been so tied to Mando and Grogu, because I think there's just something, like, really instinctual about, like, this, like, you know, father-son dynamic thing. And I just, like, I, I guess, like, without... So you don't think Ambo's gonna come in and hug Boba Fett and be like, son... Pet your dog, son. You haven't fed him in over <laughs> twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I guess what I'm saying is, is that like, um, uh, I don't think that a cameo like that that fifty bounty hunter cameos from the Clone Wars to Empire Gosh, is going it would to be so go- random. Wait, Vinny, Vinny, listen to my whole <laughs> sentence, please. Okay. But but that I don't think a cameo of fifty bounty hunters is going to really save like the fact that the show is kind of not really running on the same emotional resonance for me. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I don't know. You're right. I don't... I mean, aren't aren't these new, like, mod biker gang people? Is that Boba Fett's new found family? Or who are... The, who, who are you? But, but Vinny, like, they, they, they don't talk... Like, they, they've talked, like, maybe twice... And once was like, I like your eye. And he was like, I know. And then Black Santon is like, <laughs> and then falls I, into this okay, pit. Okay, okay. What I'm, what I'm saying is that I am genuinely enjoying the show and I'm having a good time. But I guess what I'm also saying is, is that like, it's not as strong of a show to me compared to Mando just yet. And I think that's why this episode was so exciting for me because... God, this was such a so wizard episode. Because, <laughs> because it was about Mando, and Mando was like the heart of like this Disney Plus like Star Wars series right now. Um, and so like it, it just like felt like such a one eighty to like suddenly be invested again because like I've been forcing myself to be invested for whatever the f- <clears throat> Boba's doing, but I, I'm like still not entirely clear about like the motivation. Like I know he had this conversation with Fennec over like a fireside thing, and like I know what it's trying to go for. But I mean, there's that, and like I'm reaching and I'm trying to get it, 
And then meanwhile, like, Mando just appears and he looks sad. And I'm like, I'm sad. I'm so sad. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I, you're right. It just hits different. I know, but also that dance at the end of episode four with the Tuscans. Was it episode four that had the Tuscan dance? No, it was the end of episode two after he, like, became a Tuscan. I think. Anyways, there's this beautiful dancing scene of Boba Fett with the Tuscans. Yeah, but then they develop all those relationships. Yeah, and then they take them them away. You're right. I don't know, but but also like not only take them away, but they literally don't have a voice. Like you don't understand what they're saying. You kind of just like get a general. They tell them like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you don't really, like, know what they're feeling about. You don't really get their deal besides from what Boba, like, sees through them. Like, the only, like, reprieve that I have and being okay with it. Because otherwise it's very, like, Dances with the Wolves. I haven't seen that movie. Is it good? No, Vinny. Well, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> it's wa- it's watchable. I think oh, you'd have a Is good it time as watchable it. as that new um Space Jam? What was that movie we watched? Space Jam. We it, watched Space Jam. It wasn't even in space. Sorry. <laughs> space Jam spoilers. It's not in space. <laughs> it's not in space. I don't even think the original one was in space either. But there were aliens. Were there? But it wasn't in original Space, space Jam spoilers. <laughs> Um, um, I don't know. It's been a while, but wait, we're, it's been a while. I feel like because both of us are like ADHD, like I have no idea where this came from. What are we? What were we talking about? Rewind the tape. Book of Boba Fett, episode well, five. I mean, yeah, but, but before that, we were talking about just how Book of Boba Fett. You're disappointed with Book of Boba Fett because it has no uh, heart. Unlike the other people who don't like Book of Boba Fett because it doesn't have Boba Fett. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what it means to be a Star Wars fan. You argue about how much you don't like something, but you don't agree with how the other people don't like it. But you, and then you like the things that people hate. And then there's Vinny that loves it. I love everything. There's Vinny and then that one cashier at our Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah. Who's super casual fan, not going to celebration. What do you mean? They're super casual. They're like following Book of Boba Fett and everything. Yeah, but did they not stay up until twelve in the morning oh and God, not fall Vinny. asleep until he three writing? Works as a cashier notes. at Trader Joe's. Let him sleep. You're right. You're right. You know what? I'm a postman. I like postal carrier. I, I think Sorry. You, I mean, Correct he myself. recognized my Commander Cody shirt. I don't think that that's casual. That's pretty cool. Like to notice what a clone, not just a any clone, but Commander Cody, yeah. and then be like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I and I know. love how the the bagger assistant person was like, whatever <laughs> about it. <laughs> Bagging. <laughs> Good nerds. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. She's just like, mm, these peas, right? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, have you tried this Kringle? Is it good? <laughs> yes. My favorite is the almond Kringle. Almond Kringle. Not bad. Sharon, what's your favorite? Any Kringle. <laughs> I like any Kringle. Chris Kringle. Ew, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, wait. Okay, back okay, back okay. to my point. Okay, okay. So the Tuscans. So like um part of my frustration with the Tuscans is that like they're 
Okay. So the reason why we got on this tangent was because of Dances with the Wolves, right? So you don't know what that is, but um, I think... Have you watched Avatar, the blue one? Yes. It's that. That's the same plot as Dances with the Wolves. I don't think there's dancing in the blue one. Oh my god, Vinny. No, what I'm saying is, is that like so. There's will. There's a weird tail. F- <laughs> but oh, Vinny. Okay, so to kind of summarize the plot of both Dances with the Wolves and Avatar, and in my argument, I'm trying to say that this is very similar to Boba Fett's story is that there's this man, typically a white man, but not in the case of Boba Fett, obviously, where he kind of comes in, like, joins this culture, and then saves the culture through, like, his own ingenuities and insight that only comes from his point of view. And he saves this indigenous group of people. And it's, like, the kind of, like, the go-to movie reference if you want to say that it has a white savior trope. Oh. And so, I, like, and obviously, like, Tamara Morrison is not a white man. It's like that one Tom Cruise movie with samurais. Exactly. Got it. Yeah, same plot, right? But it's, like, slightly different because, um, like, and, like, I was okay with it when it first was introduced as, like, a plot point in, like, episode two because, like, for me, it felt more meaningful that, like, a Maori person was, like, like, a Polynesian person was, like, you know, doing this because, you know, his culture was, like, systematically erased in the same way that, like, a lot of, like, Native people are here. And so it means more that, right. you know, he's trying to, like, redefine what the gaffy stick is because it is oddly part of his culture already and then um, to try and incorporate it with the lore. But where it kind of, like, rubbed me the wrong way was, like, he made all of this for the care Like, all the Tuscans were kind of designed to be, like, a way for Boba Fett to, like, develop, like, character development. And then once he had that development, they were like, okay, let's kill them all. Because we don't need them. Because they not were just Not just the devices. men, but the women. And, and the, the children. children too. I mean, I'm still holding hope that like that kid made it out, and that I'm hoping that, and the that, lady made it out. Okay, okay. Can I make my prediction for like the end of Book of Boba? Oh, Fett? Po- hold my, on. Uh, the end of my prediction. Prediction, of, not spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my prediction is is that the Pike Syndicate is gonna like have like a hold over Boba Fett. He's gonna bring in like the bounty hunters. And the bounty hunters still aren't strong enough, even though, like, it has Zuckus and Forlom. But we gotta give, hold the line. It'll give just enough time, right? And then... But when, if it like, comes in riding a Rancor. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, all that stuff happens. It's, like, already being set up. But, like, and you have, like, these two sides fighting. And they're like, bah, 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 bah. But, um, and you think that Boba Fett's gonna lose. And then at the tipping point... Um, the Tuscans you could see on the horizon line, and then it's like nothing but a sea of Tuscan raiders that oh, have yeah. all been like called by that one tiny little boy that like just with ran his yeah. We, the we see planet. in the distant a mirror flash. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Then, it's a slightly taller Tuscan boy. And then a rain of shooting happens, and like they, the Tuscans win, and they all have jetpacks now because they're all inspired by both. I don't fucking know. Whatever. But I guess what I'm saying is, is that like I'm kind of holding hopes that that like there's still something there where we can like still hang out with Tuscans, but not treat them as just like this character trope. But it it did rub me the wrong way. I I still kind of like it i like the world building or i don't know how do you feel about the world building of tatooine like it's really nice honestly i didn't ever like i thought we were gonna get these little hangers like our humble little hanger of docking bay 35 with gross space lady Mm -hmm. um but it was really nice to see like you know most of mas espa like in its glory or more of mas more like just seeing the whole ass city has been such a like a blessing like you, we could only like Im- like it's all these things we only imagined right. like it being like to be honest though i always imagined it just being this barren wasteland that i played in battlefront 2 mm-hmm. the playstation 2 version <laughs> <laughs> um but also like I, that that was like the canon at that time right right i mean it's super cool Honestly, also, this mod culture going on, mm-hmm. like, I think it's really nice to get this cool, like, new culture in Star Wars. And it's on a planet that, like, is, like, ruthless and uh, lawless. So, like, they could get away with, like, you know, these midnight surgery deals. <laughs> yeah, space insurance. There is none, except on... The sons of Tatooine. Oh my god, I like. Um, yeah, I mean, we could definitely talk more about that. So it holds many bounties. Um, but I guess like I feel like we sufficiently talked about like Book of Boba Fett in synopsis. Why don't we talk about the episode specifically? Like what <laughs> really popped out at you among the many things that happened? Well, I think Bryce Dallas Howard really knocked it out of the path. Really knocked it out of the park. The Trillo Park. The most disappointed face. I think Bryce Dallas Howard really knocked it out of the park. And I was already going into the episode like happy. Mm -hmm. I just came back from vacation. But then I was kind of knocked back into these sad boy hours. Yeah, he was so sad. Wow. Like, you could immediately see just in the way he's standing. It's not the same din we saw with Grogu. I mean, it was exactly the same one. Because the one that we saw when we saw him last stand was he was crying. Uh, I mean, yes, but (laughs) you're right. It's just more of that crying din jarring. I I mean, that's a fantastic thing about wearing a helmet. Nobody could see you cry. Yeah, but it's really obvious by the way that you're walking right there. And standing. Yeah, Yeah, and just stay breathing. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, like, one thing that's really cool about that... Well, okay, actually, can I have another uh, theory? I I think... I have a theory that... You know how, like, they made that deal in the previous episode with Boba, right? But my theory is is that the guy that Mando killed as a bounty is going to bite Boba in the... Mm. Because I don't know what you mean. It's because they're the same race, right? Like the one that he made the deal with at the end <gasps> of last episode. Oh. And then the species of the person that 
Like a chair and putting two together. Killed? I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm being racist and, like, not all black people know each other or something. But, um, like, I just, I, like, I don't think that it's insignificant that they're, like, the same species. They both run into, like, the same circuits. And I think, like, maybe, like, this, like, you know, whoever the Tatooine kingpin of that species is is going to be, like, oh, Mando just f***ed with my cousin, so I'm going to f*** with you and go and uh, join the Pikes. And then that's going to be, like, the turning point moment. And then the Tuscans are all going to come out and be like, ah. (laughs) I can't do a Tuscan. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's that's my proposition for the end of Book of Boba Fett. That not all black people know each other. (laughs) No, that that they do. Because I don't know, I, I I don't know. I that that's my theory. Anyways, but uh, oh, the other thing that really struck me about that scene, though, besides like bantha processing meat processing plant, like a bantha. Um, Actually, it was a different meat. I can't think of the species now, but it's a nerf, like a nerf herder. Oh, the scruffy. Scruff. Yeah, you remember yeah, that yeah, line? Yeah, yeah, between yeah, yeah. Princess Leia and Solo. Yeah, but um, but I guess like the other thing that really struck me—I mean, besides the fact that uh, Mando would do what I think anybody would realistically do with a lightsaber, burn themselves. Um, oh yeah, I mean, wasn't I just messing with like a sword? I was messing a with a a katana, and it was a—it's a fake wooden katana that my sister got my niece, my not my baby niece, but there's <laughs> another child. Anyways, her name's Savannah, and she's fantastic in every way, and she let me play with her katana, and I straight up would gave myself the same cut. Uh, I would have given myself the same cut on my thigh Yes, that Mando gives if it, himself. If it were a real sword. If it were a real sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like, just, like, how heavy he played, like, the Darksaber. Right. Uh, one thing, I think it's really interesting that Bo, like, did Bo challenge Din at all? And did she lose? I mean, we'll but probably also, find out uh, a la flashback in Mando season three. Probably. But also, like, um, yeah, like, I just think that it's really crazy that he has, like, the, he has, like, this sword, that this laser sword that could, like, literally, like, be the thing that takes him all the way to Mandalore. And that's, like, right. what everyone was expecting is, like, oh, like, is he, oh, yeah. he he's going to, like, beacon everyone. Yeah. And in the meanwhile, he's just including sad me. Including me. I was totally hoping he would, like, rise above this hunter thing and, like, be the ruler that Mandalore needs right now. Right. Like, I think every everybody was, like, expecting, like, this, uh, like, like, I think everybody was expecting, like, this political intrigue, like, house of cards situation or or like some like shakespearean i don't fucking know but all we got instead was a sad man a sad sad boy sad dad who just left just wants to see his kid he didn't want to drop him off at daycare no he could be daddy daycare he could be daddy daycare i see a lot of people ship mando with luke skywalker oh wow i ship mando with luke skywalker now (laughs) that i'm thinking about it yeah, yeah, they're like adoptive, like parent, gay parents. I don't know. That's like a common thing. I feel, or at least common in my circle of uh, social media. Oh yeah, I mean, another thing I was sad about. Sad boy always continue, sad is the fact that like, I don't know, Mando straight up just fell back into his old bad habits, like a heartless 
killing machine. Like, <laughs> he's basically IG-11. Like, he's just doing his job, and he feel, but he feels pain. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, but I guess, like, it's not surprising. I don't know. I, I guess it is weird, right? Because it's like... <sighs> Did he leave that planet to get the... Like, he was... That planet... The Halo like, Ring pad? The Halo Ring. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, I think it's really nice that they drew inspiration from Halo. It's like they copied the homework, and then Halo was like, but don't make it too obvious. So it's only a quarter of a Halo ring. <laughs> you erased, like, part of the ring. Right, just part of it, so that there's, like, a light that goes around. And I mean, around. surely there must be, like, some, like, uh, science fiction source in between those two things like right. that, that predates both but I know I know uh, but um, but yeah it is it is like very Halo I was like whoa yeah I mean so was the bounty on that planet or did he have to take the bus to get from a, one planet to the next planet I think he took the bus I mean how did he get that head past space TSA uh oh no i think he no i think he murdered i think he murdered his bounty then he right. went to because he doesn't have a ship I, so he so i think he murdered them then went down like the halo right and then uh dropped off dropped it off man i mean if i had a jetpack i would fly that everywhere but i get it it runs on fuel and he probably is running low on funds because he's a space hobo now. I mean, he has enough funds to buy a car or a space car. That's true. But I space think it was from that bounty, so he's literally living ba- paycheck to paycheck right now. Uh, it's not a very stable condition to have a children live in with you. Oh, my God. Yeah, did you really figure out his finances before he uh, takes back his kid from <laughs> From daycare. space daycare. <laughs> um, yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, like, not only is he, like, I don't know, it's, like, uh, I, I think it was, like, um, it was just, like, a whiplash to go from, like, oh, he's gonna be Mandalore now to, um, yeah, and, like, I just, like, what was that, like, uh, what was, like, that conversation with Bo-Katan even, like, where it's just, like, okay, you could, like, take over Mandalore, do you want to? And he's, like, no, I just going to I just, just drop wanted me to love my kid just drop me off on the next planet I, I want nothing now yeah I want nothing now I just want to live paycheck to paycheck god what a sad boy yeah or like but but also at the same time like I guess what were we expecting like he was he literally like gave up his home for it he doesn't really believe in what Bo-Katan was doing and it went against his ideals and i think it was really revealing for him to go back and find his covert again right to Um, not only like live paycheck to paycheck but spend that paycheck to paycheck hunting them down yeah spend that paycheck trying to find like his his family again only to realize that his family uh that he gave up too much for him to go back right like literally, he has to go back to the living waters of Mandalore, like, and he's like, "But they're all gone." And basically, the armor is like, "GTFO." Yeah. Until you're not stinky anymore, you stinky Mando. How dare you take your helmet off? 
I, I, I think, okay, prediction time. These aren't spoilers. Um, <laughs> we should have a different sound for prediction. I think Mando season three will be about Mando becoming his own thing, much like David S. Pumpkins. Yeah, I mean, and those skeleton boys. Yeah, and I mean, like, I think the story really demands him to uh, be something different, and I think that that's that's kind of been going in his mind grapes for a while. Yeah, I think he's gonna get to those living waters of tattoo, uh, tattoo, tattooing, <laughs> the the living waters on Mandalore, and uh, I think he'll get a message from Tar Vizsla, and that'll be like the first canon uh, thing that we get from Tar, like Isn't find your own path type deal. You mean the original Jedi? Jedi yeah. Mando, yeah. Oh, like he's going to come in as a force ghost and be like, Din, just whatever. Live your life. Live your life. If you want a like, stupid green alien baby as a bounty hunter slash force wizard, do it. Do I it. did it. It turned out great. I only started one war. Yeah. And I'm, I did nothing wrong. Money, please. Credits, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I um yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was convenient that uh he didn't tell his like discretion and or like his sin to until the armorer made like clothes for his baby. Right. And um, taught him how to fight. Yeah, yeah. Talked in Mendoa to him. Perfectly convenient. Also I If love you if you wanted to know what they're saying, they're literally just saying like one, two no, it's like one seven three one. Like, in, in case you were wondering what sos tad ein and uh, cure mean. Sorry, my my window is rusty. It's been a while. Oh um. Anyways, uh, it was so nice to see the forms. I want to talk about how, like, great the acting was, making uh. this like weightless thing we all we've okay if you're listening to this podcast you've probably held a lightsaber at one point or another if not uh email us at dockingbay35 <laughs> at gmail.com um and i will uh meet you at a convention pass you a lightsaber and say that's what a lightsaber feels like anyways um so in order like it's great acting for them the for the din character actor I don't, was that Pedro or was that a stunt? I don't know. Anyways, it was really fantastic acting and how he made this really lightweight to- prop look like a million pounds. Like there's one time where he swings at a basically a four cut across the chest mm-hmm. of trying to at least, but uh, the he basically misses, whiffs it, and he falls off the platform. Oh, fantastic acting. Like, uh, and then he jet packs up back onto the platform, of course. But, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, and I think it's like it, it helps because, like, we kind of already know that about the lore of like lightsabers. Like, when you think about it, like, most Padawans, they've been training, like, since they were born to, like, like, wield a lightsaber. So they never had to, like, deal with, like, how heavy it was because they knew exactly how to, like, with using the force to, like, manage it. And, like, I, it, it's, like, fascinating. Like, where does the armorer know all this stuff? Because she knew, like, how lightsabers work. Like, she knew that, like, the lightsaber is going to go against, like... Beskar? 
No, not that oh. it goes against Beskar, but more that um, she was describing how, like, it, when Din uses his dark saber, that he has to go with it and right. Not he needs to focus. It. No, not just focus, but like, um, because like you've explained it to me in the past, where like lightsabers are heavy because it's like not just like a forward like push of energy, but it also goes back. It's recursive, and so there's like something subtle about like. If you don't go with like the flow of the force and with the flow of the blade, it's gonna be heavier and it's gonna look clankier, because or like clunky. Because like it wasn't that heavy in Sabine's hands, you know what I mean? It wasn't that heavy in. Well, that's because she had Pass an actual Vizla. Jedi teaching her how to focus. But it's not. But what I'm saying is, is that it's not just focus. Is that she was ex- talking about like. Like, specifically something that's, like, abstract, that is only applicable to lightsabers, that you have to, like, like almost, like, resonate and sync yourself with it, as opposed to, like, try and force it to happen. And that's why he's struggling so much. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm just saying, I'm okay, I'm just saying, there's, like, there's a really good quote from the uh armor in this episode where it's like uh golly the armor yeah anyways there's a really good quote and it's basically like your focus determines your reality type deal like you need like his mind is not at peace right and that's why the lightsaber is also heavy because it's where like i it's like a a lightsaber is a reflection of like the light reflects your emotions and like it's heavy because his heart is heavy with sadness (laughs) fair enough (laughs) oh (laughs) jeez you okay um There's a fantastic quote that the armorer says at one point. I can't recall what it is exactly, uh, but it's basically Qui-Gon's version. It's Qui-Gon's version of the quote is basically your focus determines your reality. And like lightsabers themselves are a reflection of your emotions. So that's why the lightsaber is heavy because his heart is heavy with sadness. I really like that interpretation. Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, well, basically, there's a... Okay, so as the episode goes on, there's a duel. Like you were saying, Bo-Katan probably dueled him for it, maybe. But Paz Vizlas was like... I saw it coming. Like, I always knew they were going to fight again. Like, it seems like there's like that... I don't know, like... This weird rivalry. This weird, yeah, exactly. And, um... Begrudging respect. Yeah, and afterwards, uh, they have, like, the mantras of, like, Have you ever removed a helmet? And Pazpus is like, No. And then she says it again, Have you ever removed your helmet? And the Mando's like, Ooh. Ooh, ooh. And he doesn't answer for a little bit, and then she's like, have you removed your helmet? 
But Creed, you must say it. Say it. Then he's like, I have removed my helmet. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, anyways, it's kind of sad that they're making him atone for something that's like. You don't feel like it's wrong? I don't feel like it's wrong. And I I don't know. I guess it's one of those things where it's like, oh. Right. I mean, like, and and I think um, it is like a weird thing, right? Because, like, you don't know if, like, the framing device is, is that we're supposed to, like, necessarily root for the armor. Like, I think she's weird, but I think she has, like, crazy insight that the Mando doesn't have. Oh, yeah. All her knowledge is, like, I, I guess we saved that for when the opportunity arises itself. Let's not just teach the history. Yeah, I mean, like, she knows how lightsabers work. She knows how the Force works. She knows that the Jedi aren't into attachments. Um, which I feel like is more information than the average person would know. But maybe a Mandalorian, like a traditional Mandalorian who's like that, like culty into Mandos would know. I don't know. Um, and how do you feel about it? Like the armor and like, because uh, like I'm not necessarily sure if the show wants us to believe that like Din needs to repent for anything because I don't think that it was like so much of a sin. But even the episode title like meant it to be like the sin. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of sins going on here that Din Djarin learns about. Um, I mean, he does murder a lot of people. He does murder a lot job. of people. But that, that's not part of his religion. No, but um, it was pretty cool to just get to see the armor, learn things, and like uh, the Mando's spear and how it could like puncture mandalorian armor yeah and learning that like in, according to the mandalorian tradition that that lock it down that's always been a not, thing you're, yeah you're not supposed to create weapons with it which i think is weird because like aren't the aren't the whistling birds made out of beskar and isn't isn't that... the isn't the dark saber made out of beskar yeah like wh- how wh- why is it an exception only when it's like the spear but also i mean i don't really care that much because i just like the fact that the spear turns into grogu's armor like i thought that that was like a fun fan fiction like a fan fan art thing to like have like a tiny mandu grogu but it's like actually kind of happening and i'm just like ah. and like the little it's for a foundling and a specific foundling my baby <laughs> and then like the, the fact that like um she like bundles it and the bundle looks like his face and his oh. big ears so cute uh, but like also which i think is kind of really hilarious but but like um uh, uh, I'd be like so I like I'm really curious like what you think is even in that bundle. Like do you think it's like one knee? I don't know. It, because it looks we too see chainmail. It might be like a thing that goes over his head. It might be a tiny chainmail. But he's gonna outgrow that. He's gonna get a little bigger. Yeah, I don't know. Uh I don't know. I'm I'm really curious what's in there. Um whatever it is, it's gonna be it's going to look cute. Yeah. I mean, we got a, a lot of great knowledge this episode. Like, uh, learning more about, like, Bo Katan and, like. Yeah, and how she was a curse foretold. I didn't know that. Well, I mean, you could kind of. I, 
I thought that, like, it was kind of revelatory in the sense that, like, we got confirmed information about what happened on Mandalore, but I think anybody who's watched Rebels knows what. Right. Like, I, we I, like, saw I them build machines that, that target Beskar. Yeah, well, more like, yeah, I, like, I, I don't think it was, like, that surprising, like, like, I, I could, we all guessed and kind of knew what was. Oh, I mean, it looked like, okay, so the, the Night of a Thousand Tears. It was basically like Terminator Judgment Day, like down to the ro- the K two security droids roaming in, shooting the place up. It was scary, spoopy. Another thing that I really liked was like uh, that we locked it. It was a pretty cool, like a pretty cool like middle finger to the Empire, like. All this talk about the Empire. They lasted they lasted no longer than thirty years. Meanwhile, Mandos have been around for ten thousand. Super cool. I mean, I, I loved everything. Like all the interaction between the Mando and the armor was really cool. Like basically how like in Mando's mind he could finally confirm like the Jedi and the Mandos are completely different cultures even down to their basic like views like the Jedi must forego their attachments to be to master the force meanwhile Mando's in order to master being a Mando I guess like they're bro- they grow up like knowing nothing but loyalty and solidarity with each other and that is the way um, yeah, but I don't think that, that, like, Luke's school, like, I'm, I'm really curious how the next episode's going to do, um, because, like, as much as, like, the armor is aware of, like, what the old Jedi Order was about, like, Luke's school, I feel like, is obviously different, like, he has attachments, like, he, like, right. hangs out with his sisters, there's not that many Jedi out there. Um, I mean, we see him, like, leave Yoda to go help, you know, his sister and Han and Chewie. It was a trap. It's a trap! Wait, what are you talking about? I'm talking about Empire Strikes Back. Oh, I, I thought you meant for Grogu for some reason. No, like, I'm sorry. Like a new <laughs> thing that happened. But you're right, there, there is actual 900-year-old Yoda. I completely forgot. Not sweet, kind, 50-year-old Grogu. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, but but I guess what I'm saying is is that like, uh, I'm not sure how much of like that uh, tension is really going to be there if Luke is like a casual teacher, you know what I mean? So you're saying Luke is gonna teach them like the new age Jedi ways. Yeah, I, well, I guess, like, I'm not convinced that, like, there is real tension, especially if, man, like, I'm curious what the next episode's going to be, if it's going to be pivot back to Boba, or if this episode is going to continue Mando's storyline, and if it is continuing Mando's storyline, like, uh, how quickly are we going to see Grogu again? Because if it is the fact that, like, Luke is actually very chill, and he will let him, he will let his, like, Mando friend like stop by every once in a while because attachments aren't a big deal. I didn't even read that chapter in the Jedi, t- the sacred Jedi text, anyways, <laughs> right. because I'm only like a chapter ahead of whatever these kids are on. Um, 
then I think that then there's that, 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 like, I, I guess, like, I'm not, I'm not so convinced that that tension is, like, really there. Like, but I think it, it but I think it's kind of unfortunate because I think it is interesting. So I'm, I'm happy either way. Right. I honestly don't think we're going to get more Mando until the last episode of Book of Boba Fett. Like, I'm telling you, he's going to fly in on the N1 Starfighter and rip <laughs> up. Yeah. Just last episode on the yeah. big battle. I mean, do we want to talk more about the N1? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, we haven't even surprising. touched any of the Tatooine stuff. Like, oh, everything was cool, starting with gross space lady. I love that gross space woman from Docking Amy Bay 3-5. She doesn't even have a name, does she? I don't. I Someone said it once. I should have written it down, but I didn't. It wasn't in the credits? I don't know. And I'm sorry. If you know, if you know her name. Email us at talkingbay35 at gmail.com. It's Ami Sadaris. Ami. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, I wasn't expecting that. Like, I wasn't expecting episode one to make an appearance in this book of Boba Fett, but here we are. We even went through uh, Beggar's Canyon back home. Yeah, what a callback. What a callback. It, like, it felt like pod racing all over again. It was really cool. And, uh... Oh, there's a lot of great Star Wars like speak like oh, some something something port of a gonk droid or something or other like man, the way Amy Sedaris and Din Djarin talk in this episode every time they talk it's fantastic Star Wars speak like just uh super technical like engine yeah like, like give me the Hydra spanner yeah exactly it. Uh, I just love it when they work together. And also, I love how gross this woman is and the fact that she would date a Jawa because she's, <laughs> she's just a local gal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just part of your life on Tatooine is that at some point you'll go through a Jawa phase. <laughs> <laughs> They're furry. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I, I love that they made a Star Wars hot rod of the N1 Starfighter. Like, yeah, not I, only did we get to see it again and hear it again, but they made a hot rod of it. I know, with, like, the, like the engine coming out of the hood of it. Yeah. It's, like, so... <laughs> I, I like how Mando, this is the second time in, like, a Disney Plus show where he's, like, helped somebody build his, like, ship. Is that, like, a thing that's always going to happen? I hope like, so. It's really cool that he seems like, to be mechanically minded. Yeah, yeah, it's um because he did that with Queel and like Queel, R.I.P. R.I.P. Rest in peace. But um, so like it, it, it's like this weird like callback. But yeah, I really like um, I just like uh, it's I I'm not yet sick of like them giving a callback from like something from the movies of the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy, because like it's so cool that like you know that, like, that ship has been, like, you know, bartered and sold here and there. Right. And for, end it, for it to end up here and, like, for Mando to be, like, it's junk. <laughs> but then it's not. And, like, uh, it's it, I feel like it's just so classic Star Wars to, like, retrofit something that's, like, old. And it gave me a lot of joy because I actually really love the N1 Naboo Starfighters. Oh, like, yeah, I, they're so sleek. It looks like yeah. What you were saying, it looks like a... Oh, which animal? You said, um... A stingray. It looks like a stingray almost when it's yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of like the the fact that they like 
pulled a little away from like the wings and they focused on like the body. But I really. But also, I don't know. I also like the N1 Starfighter because it reminds me of Spike Spiegel ship in Cowboy Bebop. Like it's not quite the same, but like, I don't know. Like the like dome and then like the tip, but the tip is back. Yeah, but but oh, I, I can imagine like the aerial dogfighting that they could have, and I'm really looking forward to it. It looked beautiful, and also, yeah, I just I really love that ship. I'm so glad that they brought it back, but it's different. Like I wouldn't have imagined that like a Mandalorian would like be like, oh yeah, I want an N one ship. I don't know how he's gonna <laughs> pee or shower or, or like, sleep. Where or... he's gonna sleep? Yeah, like is he just gonna? No, sleep it'll be like a D and D game. He'll find some in. He'll I, called like. I don't know, the salty spittoon. And uh, he'll brush his teeth. He needs a house. I mean, that that's why he was kind of disappointed that it wasn't a Razor Crest, because that's kind of what the Razor Crest did. Kinda yeah, double an RV. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now he just bought, like, a sports car. And now oh, yeah, and, and then immediately got, a, like, pulled over. In yeah, his <laughs> I know, like, it's stupid space cops. Oh, the New Republic. I mean, it's kind of cool that they are in the Outer Rim doing their job. Like, it's right, kind of nice. But, but then they also, but like, but it's like weird because like we know that Carson Teva's there and we know that the Republic's there, but it's like kind of messed up because like they're there, but they can't do anything about the pipes. The spice running. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I know Appa wants to do something about it. And I think that's why he's kind of hinting at like, are you're usually around like some crazy sh- lab, right? And, yeah. but it's not happening. And um, yeah, but I don't know. Like, kind of like is like this weird disconnect where like I want to like up up, but at the same time it's like, shouldn't you have been doing stuff this whole time? But um, but who knows? Uh, honestly, I hope that uh maybe maybe like Boba's like you know Jabba's palace now Boba's palace. Trademark pending. Trademark pending. Is, um, is like now like maybe Mando's new home base and that's his family. He's just got. He like could a park weird the N one Starfighter there. Like uh, and like borrow the uh, ship formerly known as the Slave One. Yeah, I guess like I'm just trying to track where what things are happening and and what exactly are things going with because like right now with Mando being like still sad, depressed boy, and it not being like what I think everyone was thinking where it's like this weird, like um, where we're going back to Mandalore and we're not doing that. We're just like being sad still. Right. Like what, like where is everyone going to end up? I'm we're so going, curious. Going back, back to Mandalore, Mandalore. Um, I think we eventually will get to those living waters, but right now I think he's going to go see Luke. And then when he pops back in for the battle, and shoots down some people. We see Grogu in the back of that N one Starfighter, because the uh, Astro Droid area that, thingy, like, yeah, the duck thing is perfect for babies. It looks perfect for baby. Yeah. I wonder if the baby will have his own gun or something. <laughs> 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 and then he's, or he's just gonna be in the back, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, Vinny, you're too excited. Is, do you have any other closing thoughts about um, Book of Boba Fett? Oh, geez, we're at an so hour. Wow. Where did time go? I could talk about this. Uh, can you tell we had notes this time? No. Oh. 
I mean, this is just how we are, everybody. We tried. Um, yeah, we're having. I'm having a good time. I had so much fun. I closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. I'm just happy it's happening. Like I wasn't expecting Mando at all this season. Like I was. Me neither. I didn't see it. I thought it was just gonna well, be you, a I fit. Mean, yeah, but I mean the last episode that woo 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 woo. Oh yeah, we all called it. Already. Yeah, it's kind of like. The opposite of seeing uh, Boba Fett's boots in one episode right. with like the spurs going on. Right. Well, I loved it. Great okay. episode. I had I had so much fun watching it that I had to make a podcast episode. So yes. thank you for recording with me. Well, thank you for recording with me. Thank you everybody for listening and just being a part of this awesome thing that's going on. Maybe we can make a community. Uh, I hate social media though. Just email us at talkingbay35 at gmail.com. Yeah. But until then, let's blow up this taco stand and have a good night. Booyah. I have spoken. Copy that. Locked in for 35. <laughs>